Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guests, Dr. Elspeth Moit and Freddie Zental Weaver on the show today. They have a new audio book they released called Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in life, love, and intimacy. A lot of us are very frustrated nowadays in the post-pandemic era. And a lot of questions that usually crop up is how can we gain greater sensuality and connection to our loved ones in our relationships? And our special guests are featured today to share those answers. It's, It's important to think about sexual enlightenment as something that we all should aspire to on a daily basis. And our guests themselves, they've been featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, and the Emmy award-winning NBC show, Starting Over. They're also best-selling authors of Sexual Enlightenment, endorsed by world-renowned spiritual pioneer, Dr. Michael Beckwith. And they're the co-founders of Tantra Nova. And I'm just so excited about having them come on the show to talk about their Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago, and also about their background. And they got nominated as Changemaker at the White House-sponsored 2016 United States of Women's Summit in Washington, D.C., their beloved husband and wife, as well as business partners residing in Chicago. It's a great pleasure. I have the opportunity to present our special guest to the show. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jason. So much, Jason. (laughs) I'm so it's such a pleasure to have you on to talk about this topic because a lot of people kind of shy away from topics involving sexual intimacy and how to improve one's relationship to their loved one. I know firsthand, a lot of the times I have people contact me for readings and they say, well, I'm happily married and I'll get into the depth of the reading and find out they haven't been sexually intimate in three years. And mm-hmm. I think to myself, how can you, you know, some people can claim they're happily married, but good sex is, is connecting. It's the basis of a foundation built on love. And when it's done right, it could really liberate us from our own insecurities and fears. And I wanted to ask you first. What are your viewpoints on how our audience can improve their own sexual compatibility with one another if they're in a loving relationship based on your experiences? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> so let's just lead into that so that it makes greater sense in terms sure. of how we approach it, the sexual, the intimate, the love, all of that. And what about if we start talking about Tantra and Tantra Yoga? Yeah. Great. Again, thank you, Jason, for having us on your platform. Yeah, well, you know, the whole idea of what we're doing is sharing with people how they can fundamentally shift the things that seem to be out of their ability to create. Uh, You mentioned earlier, how's a loving relationship? They're happily married, but they haven't had sex for three years. It's not a problem if they don't have a problem with it and they're completely connected to it. So there's no one way relationship can look. So what we share is if there's a problem for someone, then they can look at how and what they can do to shift it energetically. 
because it's one thing to understand intellectually how and what something is, but another thing to shift it energe energetically. So we teach how to work consciously with life force or sexual energy to do that. Mm -hmm. get, and we'll keep unpacking that one. So. Yes. So the the work, our work is based in Tantra. Now, there are many interpretations and views on that, but we have a very particular way of sharing this. We call it our approach, Tantra Nova, the new Tantra. So Tantra, where does it come from and what is it? Because that really plays into your question then about, you know, shifting our sexual experience, our sexual connection, intimate connection, and so forth. So Tantra Yoga comes from East India, and it is the original yoga of the energetic body. Unlike, you know, the form of yoga or forms of yoga we are familiar with in the West, like Hatha Yoga, it's the yoga of the physical body. So we are familiar with that, but with the energetic body, we are not so familiar because energy is not visible. However, there is running energy through us at all times. Otherwise, we wouldn't be alive. How would it be to learn about accessing this energy, becoming aware of this energy? So Tantra Yoga gives us distinctions and practices that allow us to tune with our energy and sexual energy is after all energy. And it's the same energy as life force energy. You know, you and us, we wouldn't be here sitting if it hadn't been for that energy. So we call it sexual life force energy that shows up at different gradations. Right now, it shows up on a subtle level, like you are listening, I'm speaking, Freddie's listening. I suppose, you know, none of us is aroused right now. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and then at some moment when I walk by Lake Michigan and work out there, then I can feel the breeze on my skin touching it. And it feels rather lovely, pleasant. Now, I'm not highly aroused, but a slight arousal of the energy. And then when I go towards a climax, you know, an orgasm, I'm highly aroused. It's the same energy at different gradations. It's like a flute, playing a flute, you know, on different registers. So in the tantric practice, you learn how to tune with that energy that runs through us at all times from the base of the spine to the top of the head. And on the exhalation, it trickles down again along the spine. It happens all the time without our knowing. So what about tuning into this energy and learning to become the witness of what level I am on? Because then I can start playing with this energy. And we unfold this a little bit more in a moment, how that may be for the woman, for the men, or for the one who is more in their feminine energy and for the other that are more in their masculine energy, because what we are teaching applies to any person, no matter if we are heterosexual, bisexual, heterosexual, transgender. Excellent. I want to ask you this. I was reviewing your information. One of the things I find very interesting is the intersection of our mind, body, spirit, and our sexual side. And one of the things I saw that you had mentioned in your materials is that there's an intersection of our consciousness, the creative power of our sexual energy, sensual pleasure, and personal empowerment. And I believe that we have a gestalt. And I wanted to ask you, how do these work together to assist in creating lasting satisfaction in our relationships, physically, sexually, and emotionally with our partner? Good question, Jason. So I, you know, to answer, kind of go into that. It's like, if you think of sexual energy as an energy that was creating life before we had language or aware of our own existence. It's creative. It creates life when it's activated and it's pleasurable when we're aware of it and in it. We're in an altered state, right? And so when you begin to bring consciousness to the sexual, the kernel of that creativity and pleasure start to show up in areas of life that seem completely unrelated to sex, just in the simple process of living. So the distinctions that we share in terms of the meditative piece to how to work consciously with our life force energy as a way to shift something in our life, begin to shift the way we think and the way we're uh, seeing how those thoughts cascade of what we call a total felt sense. And so that's how we begin to shift 
into a creative experience and a creative listening and a way of actualizing what we see as possible in our life. Because if you look at our life, and, and this is for all of us, we, we learn and experience what we do from the past. And then in the present, we remember those things consciously or unconsciously as the truth. Okay, they were at one time. So, but what's possible, and we live in that now and into the future. But what we all have as possibility is an imagination, a visualization, a possibility of what we'd like to create, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's the thing that connects us to this wonderful, elegant design of this universe that goes on forever, is our imagination. So what we share are ways that people can begin to get out of the clay that we are, living from all of these belief systems, to begin to drop into the possibility and belief of what we can imagine to be truthful and so in our life. Yeah, so let me give you an example uh, of what Freddie uh, brings up here, like using the awareness of our sexual life force energy to see something that eludes us. And that very thing that eludes us produces what we don't want, like it's the opposite of what we want. So for example, How I came to Tantra was really out of a state of despair because it was like over 20 years ago, I was a very successful management consultant traveling the world. However, I was miserable in relationship. And there came a very distinct moment when I became aware of that if I were not going to change something in my life, that the trajectory would be that I would not have loving and lasting intimacy and connection in my life before I leave this planet. So I had this pattern of attracting unavailable men. And while that was exciting at times, most of the time I was alone. And I always thought they were not available until I did the work. And it became clear to me that I was not available, but I couldn't see it because there was underneath my conscious self was in the subconscious that ran the show. And through the tantric practice, through the healing rituals, the healing work in this practice, what I got in touch with through a sexual healing ritual, like really I tapped into this energy, into that being of myself, I discovered that I had held distrust towards men. Now that didn't come to me through my conscious mind that came to me through accessing cellular memory in the physical body that, that, you know, stores, as Freddie alluded to, something from the past that is not living up here. This is why we cannot change it through talk therapy or talking about it because it's not accessible. This is the energetic shift that happens working consciously with life force or sexual energy. Because again, when we're in it, whether you're doing the consciousness work or not, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. Chemically, we're changed, more oxytocin, endorphin, serotonin, the feel-good hormones. So we're in a shifted state of of awareness. So when you learn how to work with that that energetic shift with our breath, and we learn to in the in our work, we teach our actually assist people in rediscovering a listening energetically to what's going on with intention as a design, then people can begin to get unmasked in this intimate vulnerability in the activation of the sexual energy to themselves that you can't get to from from other ways of seeing actionable insights. You can thank you, doctor, for helping me understand why I fight with my wife because I fought with my mother or whatever. But how do you actually shift it energetically? Because the belief system that runs in the background can't often be gotten to through talk. Mm -hmm. So the energy and sexual energy is how we're working with it as a way to uh, create new possibility for people. And we've been doing it for 21 years all over the world with couples and singles and uh, we see results. Let's go back to the example. So that that what I could get in touch with was that, uh, which was really a memory came back at this very moment when I connected with this, when I was touched in a way that was purely intended for my healing, for my clearing, that what was in the way for me to have lasting intimacy and love. And so what I discovered was that I reconnected with my 18-year-old, deeply in love, first lover, first boyfriend, wonderful, blissful two years. And then he asked me to 
you know, have intercourse? And I said, yes, although I was not ready. And it was freakingly painful. Oh, I had to go to the gynecologist and then the bill went to my house. My dad opened it, all hell broke loose. My dad called me a whore. Mm. The boyfriend left shortly after, I mean, the relationships. So there I was totally alone, no soul to turn to. And that was the moment when I started to armor myself to protect because I felt so vulnerable and so open. And also at the time, I made a decision, which was, see, men are never there for you when you really need them. And that interpretation decision trailed me throughout my adult life to that moment when I said, okay, there's something going on here else, but you cannot see, but that keeps you from what you want in terms of relationship. Through that healing ritual, I could tap into it. And once we can tap into it, once we can see it, you know, Freddie called it like we can see something that we couldn't see before, but not with a mere eye, it's an experience. Then I could clear that and the distrust that I had held towards men could disappear. And so what showed up instead was deeper trust in myself, then more trust in men in general. And then six months later, Freddie came into my life. This is a great example of yeah. this unmasking that we're talking about. I love about. it. I love hearing this. Keep going. I love to hear like I how you not have recognized him. If I met him, I would have seen him like this tall black guy. Yeah. But I would not have recognized him as a potential partner because he was available. And that would not have fit my previous pattern, you know, being drawn to unavailability. So that clearing within myself opened the door to recognize the human being who was in you know, there to be with me. And you can see ever since that was 21 years ago. And, and you know, it's interesting because psychically, Jason, into your realm of expertise, she was like psychically, intuitively wow. listening for what would assist her in creating her biggest joy and contribution in her life and in the world. So I was I had been doing this since I was 13. And so I had 100 books around my house when we met and we met on a, on a website called Tantra.com. I don't know if it's around anymore because I was single coming to Chicago. Uh, I was in the software business company that moved me here. I was looking for Shakti, a female Tantra partner. And intuitively, I was led here, too. I really came here to meet Elsbeth because not for the job, not for the job, <laughs> you know, and then two six months to the day we met, we I quit my work. She quit her work. We pulled our resources and created Tantra Nova. And this is all we've been doing all over the world for the last 21 years. You know what I love about your story, though? Because what I see there is two souls being guided together without without a lot of knowledge of that. I, I believe in the whole twin flame soulmate kind of thing and spiritual guided gifts that we get during our lives. And I see looking at the two of your energy, you're so harmonized so fully when I'm with other couples and I see the energies. It's hard. People sometimes have to struggle to find that harmony. You two have found that. And mm. I think a large part of that is finding that journey on self-love beforehand, being able to extinguish doubt and fear and any of the negativity of the past. Sounds like you let go of that first early experience with your 18-year-old self and your dad shaming you. And you were able to create greater self-love to fill that void. And look what the two of you have created together. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's, that's why it inspires me on a yeah. daily basis to hear people tell me, yeah, my life was like this. I was going through this process. And then I strained myself out to understand what I needed to do. And like, as you were describing your, your story just now to me, I thought of people who come to me and, and they can't, they self-sabotage all the time. They, they're stuck with their own mental scripts that they don't know how to make changes. And it sounds like you've mastered that. And I, I applaud you for that because that tells you there's potential in your life, no matter what age or what point of reference you are, it doesn't matter. You're not trapped in your life. Even if you're in a bad relationship, you're not trapped in it. You can upgrade. You can hack your, your spiritual side and, and develop this really good relationship, not only with yourself, but enable yourself to become vulnerable again. Allow yourself to be open to interject and inter, inter, interplay with another person on a deep level. And it sounds like the two of you did that extremely well 21 years ago. It's all an inside job too, Jason. <laughs> and, and it's ongoing, you know, because yeah. 
refinement yeah. it becomes more granular more uh, subtle you know but back to your question about the couple that may you know want to bring deeper connection intimacy into their life because if we do the clearing work before we bring in the beloved or perhaps it may not be at all about a beloved it maybe more the relationship with self and the beloved within, you know, depending on where we are in our life, just like you, I think you are on a journey on where it's more connection with the beloved within, you know, yes. relationship with yourself. Or if you are in a relationship where you would like to expand. So it doesn't matter what point uh, in life we are at, what we are sharing here is applicable at any stage. You know, the intention is different, but the awareness of if I want to connect more deeply. I mean, we just did a three-day uh, workshop retreat, retreat, our advanced workshop with people who have, you know, done prior work with us. It's called the Spark Workshop, where we guide both singles and couples in how to deepen the connection to their sexual, emotional, and spiritual self and to another to their partner and the sparks really fly in that workshop. And the beauty was that the couples who were there and they, you know, some of them have been in their relationship for 20 years. And some of them just met. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, seriously. Yeah. So what, what can open up after 20 years, because they are very clear that they want to expand. They want to heal something. They want to have a deeper connection and then there are different dimensions that we guide people in when they come to us so that, you know, they can connect more deeply to their physical sexual self, more deeply to their emotional love self, and more deeply to their mental spiritual self. And so then you can see already through my movement here, we become more connected within. Because if I'm not flowing within and connected within, how can I connect with my beloved? So if I want to be more connected heart to heart, I want to open my heart. We should show him the heart connection. Do you want to see it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a, a way of bringing some awareness into a daily uh, quickie. We call it a quickie. So <laughs> either Elsbeer or I are engrossed in something and I or she may come to one or another. And whatever either of us is doing, we have an agreement to stop. So if she's at the computer and working, I would come to her and put my hand in the front and one in the back and what is the fourth chakra or heart chakra. And perhaps we would gaze or perhaps she would just close her eyes. And I, with my breath of awareness and intention, would be sending energy from my heart into her heart on the exhalation and receiving on the inhalation yeah, her love it. energy. So exhaling, we send love. Inhaling, receiving. Exhaling, sending. So we're doing that, running that circuit, and it allows us to drop out of our busy and just drop into the body and the breath and become very present. Yeah. To the I'm breath. trying that. I'm yeah. trying that the next time I meet someone I can do that with because I love that. You're you incorporating breath work. You can yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we look into each other's left eye because the left eye is correlated to the right brain hemisphere, which is our feeling, experiential, artistic dimension of the brain so let's just demo yeah. it so breathing in we receive exhaling we send now the next breath is i receive his energy his love energy from his heart and on the exhalation i send my love energy into his heart so we have a circuit that really doesn't have an, a beginning and an end and this is the connection and the synchronized breath that gives us the sense of becoming one, you know, not through thinking it. No, we just focus on the breath and the circuituity of the breathing and the love energy that is circulated between us. It's very sweet and we call it a quickie because within a minute, two minutes, we feel connected and then we go off. But so those powerful. That's so powerful. In my opinion, that's very powerful right there. It totally that you two both do that for sure. I love well, that. It doesn't just, it, re not, it reminds us of the reality that we are all connected. 
because we are so heady and it feels like it's so just us or me uh, that we forget that there is a, a connection that we all share. Mm -hmm. And, you know, science is proving that out more and more with the neutrino and the whole yeah. string theory and the whole idea of the connectedness that is running through everything. Yeah. And if we want to have better sex, it starts here. Mm. During the day, it's not. You know what? I have to say it's my observation. Watching you two do that, to me, that reinforces your love for each other. It's like a reminder of love mm. because you're channeling the positive, loving energy between yourselves through your chakras, your heart chakra. Yeah. and you're doing the breath work and then you're also tying it together by aligning your thought processes by looking into the left eye and so that process itself is like it it it, it cements your rapport with each other yeah. and and i could i could say it's it has to be a lot of fun too to have your partner and you do that with each other and if you're in a restaurant or something i'm sure people are looking at you but who cares i would do it anywhere you could and on an airplane wherever it is it just seems like even in the car while you're driving together I, and we you can align yourselves. <laughs> and it's I love so, that. It's so sweet. It feels so sweet and so connected. And given that the focus is on the heart, we actually drop out of our busy mind because the mind often is in the place of the connection. An orgasm is not in the mind. I'm not saying that the mind doesn't play a role in where we focus on, but then when the energy flows, that is what we love so much. It's this primal energy where we actually do not think. In an orgasm, you cannot think for at least for three seconds. You know, <laughs> love it so much. Imagine learning to sustain that and circulate that orgasmic energy for 10 minutes, an hour. And it's possible and available. Well, it's like remembering what we've forgotten, you know, Jason, because in the beginning in the womb, womb service, we're just floating in the embryonic fluid and it's effortless and it's timeless. We don't even think about food. We get fed and then we're born. And, you know, there's the bright lights, the whack on the bottom. Some guys are getting their wee wees cut. I mean, you know, the harshness of life. And then we grow and we have good and bad experiences, potty training. I mean, everything that happens. And then we live from that past and particularly those impacting moments, you know, where our heart was broken, when we were spanked or when we were bullied or something that happened that, that we adjusted to survive and, and continue. Uh, and so, so now as adults, you know, all of the things that were good and bad are part of us. And what also is a part of us is our imagination. And that's the thing that that, you know, we remember when we get still because we can start to what we call I call it flatten all of the impact of all of these things that have us to then live into in this open palette, a new possibility. And that really is really enforced with what happens working consciously with life force or sexual energy. And there's no other practice that I know of as a transformational practice that teaches how to work consciously with our life force or sexual energy. And some folks will say, oh, well, that sounds so woo-woo. But you know what's really woo-woo, Jason? Single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, and a universe that goes on for ad infinitum. And that's our lineage. We're just beginning to uncover. Well, you know, you happen to be on a woo-woo show, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Everything I talk about on this show is very woo-woo. Woo-woo life, man. The whole it's all about you know, the woo-woo. But I'll say this. I love what you're talking about because from one of the things that I personally observe on a direct level, as well as people I've worked with is a lot of times people can't bring down their own vulnerabilities. They put up the wall, they erect the wall when they have a bad relationship, they come out of a top toxic situation and they try to go back into the dating world. I had somebody call me yesterday for a reading and this person was like self-sabotaging like crazy. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do to find someone else. And she didn't tell me about her background, but I immediately tuned into her. And I was like, look, I'm not an expert. You need to find an expert like you guys. But for you to be more in tune with yourself, you got to remove these barriers. How are you going to connect with anyone if you have a huge fortress around your heart and you're incapable of looking at another person and saying, I want to be closer to that person. So a lot of the steps I think that happens that what you, you're, you're showing me right now is to let those walls down with your partner. You know, if you're having a bad day, let's say you're blessed, you could work together like the two of you do. You're having a bad day and let's say you're in the same space. Go connect your heart chakras together. Align your thoughts. Be open. Let those walls down. Be vulnerable. Be afraid to, you know, don't be afraid to be hurt, but be vulnerable because how else are you going to really have that nourishing connection with each other? You've got to have all that in order for these things to develop and take root. And I think what you have is the means to show people how to do that. And that's mm -hmm. what makes me excited for our yeah. show today 
is yeah. is having someone who's on the show to say yes. I had a, a earlier part of my life where I was closed off and I attracted the wrong type of unavailable mate for many years. And a lot of people in the audience are like that. They they wind up finding people who are unavailable. They wind up finding people who just don't treat them correctly. And they think that's what they have to settle for because they're not brave enough to venture out of their comfort zone and find the right partner for themselves. And I tell everyone I talk to, have the courage. You're on page I'm on page 46 of my book. I'm 46 years old. I don't ever look at the ages of how old I am and what's left and women with their biological clock. I tell everyone, disarm that. You're you're already creating complexity. Simplify. And I think what I love about your message is you take it so that you say, hey, look, we're an example. We live by our example. And when you live by your example, that's very powerful. And I want to ask you this. If someone's in a really toxic relationship in our audience and they're listening to our interview right now and they want to get intimacy in their life and they want to be happy, but they're afraid to take all the steps to end the toxic relationship, to find the right person. What would you recommend to someone listening like that, where their their life's not even in the right place right now, but they have to go through these steps to clear out the gook to get to where they need to be? Yeah. You know, I want to draw again on myself that I, in some sense, lived my intimate relationship in a toxic way. I didn't call it that way back then. But it was like, and and I like to call it more instead of toxic, that we live in an illusion. An illusion that either something should work or just as you described it, you know, that's the only way or the only thing I can get or settling for little. So the first thing is really to look over here because... I'm the one who has shown up in these different relationships where men were not available. So the same denominator was me. They showed up in my context. So who am I in the matter? Not as a fault question, no, as a question to become curious. What may be over here that I don't see that brings forth what I'm getting and that I don't want? I don't want to live without love anymore, deep connection anymore. And to really tap into ourselves. So for this person that you are describing in that relationship, I would say, go do your own work. You can only do work in partnership if both people subscribe to doing their own work, you know? And so often what happens is then when one starts their work, that something shifts. We can think of it, Jason, like that. It's like cybernetics. So in cybernetics, there's these different balls. You know, they are interconnected through lines. When one of the balls shifts, the whole system shifts. It cannot be but shifting, you know. Now, we never know how it is going to shift. We don't know that. What we do know is that it will shift. So when one of two in a relationship starts shifting internally, shifting their emotional state, becoming connected so that they can truly listen to what they want and no longer tolerate themselves or the other with whatever they have tolerated, that is the beginning. And then sometimes what happens is that the relationship shifts because one has started to shift and the other one wakes up. You know, sometimes the waking up can lead to a separation. Sometimes it can lead to coming more closely together because they both take themselves on and then, you know, create together. You know, as I listen to that, I delve into woo-woo, as we said. And that sounds like a twin flame kind of thing you're describing a little bit, the elements of a twin flame dynamic when one twin is awoken and the other one has to either keep up or work within them. It's an inner journey inside to improve yourself so you can connect with your partner. And I think that's something we could all take as some as some positive inspiration that there will be periods you might be in a relationship with someone you love and care about, but you may not always have divine timing to work in your favor. You may have to go through some ups and downs in the relationship to work on yourself, to let them work on themselves, to connect with each other, to have this full spectrum connecting. Go ahead. What are you going to say? 
You know, Jason, that's beautiful. I was going to say the the thing is to have the tools to work through the stuff when it comes up because it's not going to stop happening. There's always going to be, and I call it flattening because a lot of the stuff from who we were in our families and what happened to us earlier in our life, when we get in relationship, will keep showing up. It doesn't look like that thing, but you know, <laughs> disconnect. And usually our ego says it's only because she said or she he did or whatever. But the bottom line is to own our own upsets for all of us because there's nobody out there. And then from there, you can make requests. But one of the great things about relationship is to one, see something about yourself that you otherwise wouldn't see, because you're fine by yourself in the woods. And the <laughs> other piece of relationship and that's a real opportunity is to learn to transcend our ego, our possessiveness, our jealousy, and learn to allow and assist and, and hold space for the other in your relationship to be totally who they are in this life. That's like beautiful right there. The words that you just said, because if we could treat our significant other in such a way when we're with each other, that they're sacred to us, that we want to build them up. We want to uplift them. We want to bypass our own ego and our own insecurities and our own fears and fear of this, fear of that. What if this, what if that, if you can eliminate those from the beginning of the relationship and build trust and rapport with each other, it sounds like we can replicate what you two enjoy <laughs> in terms of, feeling close and, and having that connection on all those levels. You got it. Now, the thing is, to, to, you said, if we can let go when? of, now, the, when we let go of, now, the work that we teach are how to let go of that stuff energetically, the jealousy, the possessiveness, the, the fear, as you said, those are the things and those emotions and what we call the total felt sense of those emotions are the very things that keep us stuck. So the work that we teach is how to be in the witness state of mind in watching all of that energetic stuff that happens to what we call then flatten it to then move in towards what we most deeply desire, which in this case would be to let the other be who they truly want to be. And how can, you know, and so that's the opportunity in this life. One of the things that comes to mind as we're talking about this is society puts so much taboo on this stuff, right? Taboo. Oh, God, you can't talk about this publicly. This should be something that's privately discussed and only in certain adult circumstances. And I'm like, you know what? If we're more open and we talk about this stuff like we are right now and having a candid conversation, being able to understand how it all plays together, that's how we become aware of how to improve our connection to each other and ourselves. Like it all starts with self-love. But then, because you got to have self-love to give it, you got to have it to connect. And the stronger you are with yourself and the more you understand that, and the more you can have the dialogue to communicate that to your partner and others in your life, then that's where you have the ability to really make something happen where so many years you may feel like you're stuck. <laughs> and like we just said, let's get unstuck. Anyone who comes to me and talks about how they're stuck, I automatically, my spirit guys start telling me, let's unstuck these people let's tell them you can unstuck yourself by going to tantra nova institute you can unstuck yourself by loving yourself it's okay to be alone for a few months and try to figure out what you really want in life it's okay if you had a bad experience with somebody you tried to meet and it just blew up in flames move on to the next person find that right connection for yourself but love yourself and have an open dialogue with your partner that's the key what you just said to truly love ourselves and because I cannot love another truly if I don't love myself and it's so cool no matter if I'm in a relationship or not in a relationship to to be to cultivate the connection with self in something else you just alluded to in terms of that there is a lot of vilification and taboo around the sexual so you know we have as a as a culture as western cultures we have shifted a great deal in terms of awareness over the last 50 to 60 years for example 50 years ago going to therapy was you were called you're crazy oh yeah now people go to therapy every week to keep <laughs> be supported, you know, it's no craziness. Also, I attribute the beauty of therapy to that we are emotionally more open, that we acknowledge our, or it's more allowed to acknowledge our emotions instead of just suppressing them or, you know, having fights at home and then pretending outside we are all fine. And not only acknowledging emotions, but also being willing to feel our emotions. Mm. And both for men and women, but even more so now for men, 
where it was not, you know, acceptable at all for men to express his emotions except anger and perhaps... Something sexual. Right. When, you know, what do you call it? Either when you fight, you feel yourself, or when you fuck. So it's <laughs> like this, you know, but all that in between and that tender place that you spoke about, the vulnerable place. Mm. So that is one dimension that I think has opened up more to acknowledge this part, the emotional self, then through yoga and meditation coming to the West over the last 50 or 30 years, more and more, we are also more open to reflection and to, you know, become perhaps meditatively more aware and conscious. So we can locate this here and here, these two energy centers. However, the sexual is something that we have not, not as you said it, we don't have not at all. So we call it the last frontier. <laughs> that if that center, this energy is not embraced as life-giving, and yes, it's pleasurable, it's creative, all of it, and move to a, a space where we can let go of shame and fear and guilt, you know, but also become, it's not about Sodom and Gomorrah, it's about becoming more aware and conscious of this energy, because then we can use this wonderful sexual life force energy to imbue our emotional self, to turbocharge our thoughts and the creations we want to bring into this world. And of course, having conscious a conscious way for coupling, like bringing forth new life in consciousness, in connection, you know. So this is really, we are not saying that it's all about the sexual. No, it's about awakening our awareness to the sexual so that that can be the fuel for our physical body, our emotional body, and our mental and spiritual being. It's like, Jason, for, for the millennia, we've been procreating, creating life with this energy in the last hundred or so years, recreating with the development of contraceptives. And what we're teaching is how to co-create with this creative life force energy. I love that. And you're not neglecting any side of yourself. And you know what? One of the biggest words that I get from our conversation today that we haven't brought up enough, but it is important is connecting connections, because without the sensual, without the emotional, without the opening up, without the heart chakra connecting to each. I mean, you two showed that a few minutes ago, you could directly incorporated and connected to each other on a very deep level, spiritually, emotionally, physically. It was all there. Breath work. And, and mindset, it was like intention. Everything was like encapsulated by that one little exercise you did with your heart chakras and, and with the intention with it. And I love that because we need to be better connected to each other. If there's anything the last two years has taught us is when you're not connected, your body, your mind, everything suffers. And we need to feel more connected with our loved ones and our, our partners and with each other and ourselves. And that's what I think this is all about is ripping off the bandaid to have some real conversations about how can we be sexually well-balanced individuals and love unconditionally and connect with one another in a deep way that matters. That's yeah, what I see all this about. You know, Jason, you're about 20 years younger than me <laughs> and the kids that are 20 years younger than you and so on and so on, will probably see a time on the planet when there is peace when you, cause peace, it's just a thought away, right? I love that. I love that. And so when we start tapping into seeing ourselves and each other, of course, we're going to have more peace because who wants to hurt ourselves unless you're exactly right. And more acceptance and more open mindedness and more caring. And those are the kind of things we need. We need to see all that regularly in light of all the horrors that we've witnessed. I feel like we're like a Stephen King novel that hasn't ended yet the last few years. I mean, we're waiting for like a comet to strike a part of the earth and a tsunami and a it's like how many more things are going to happen? And I'm not jinxing us at all. I'm just saying hypothetically, how many more things are going to happen until we're aware of what we need to do? Yeah, I think it's it's happening because we're here. You know, you're doing your show. We're on your show and we're all working the downline. Uh, it's just, you know, it's all you think globally, but act locally. And that's the collective. So, you know, I you know, if I get angry at the guy who is uh, taking my parking space, if I had a nuclear bomb and I was running a country, I'd be, you know, like crazy. Right. So act locally. Think globally. 
So I don't. I thank gratitude and, and move on and flatten the the upset energy and and you know be the light, man. You know, so you guys, you guys might want to send your audio book over to Putin. <laughs> Let him get more in tune with himself so he doesn't try blowing things up. Maybe if he discovers his own self love, he would be better suited to to be where he is. Uh, he needs to step down anyway. But I'm just trying to make a, an off the cuff joke about it. No, I know, no, it's true. It's, yes, yes, yes. So- a lot of that in the world. The local work for us is in the relationship work, be that with couples or singles. We have just equally as many singles showing up as couples and men and women. It's even. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you that there's a stigma associated with being single in American society, right? Valentine's Day, people kind of shirk away if they're single. They don't want to be. At least that's what I've seen historically. And I tell people when I'm single, I'm just a work in progress. I'm getting myself ready for that next partner that's going to rock my world and I'm going to rock their world. And I always put a positive face on things because I think that's what you have to be. And, and you're right. If single people work with you, they're in so much of a better position to be in that next relationship. They're opening themselves up for the energy to magnify and attract themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I know the most deeply desire is the key. If it's single or with a, in couplehood or whatever really works for you, you know, the yeah. things to be and happy. You know, also, uh, I mean, Freddie teaches an all men's workshop. It's called Men's Sex and Power. I teach an all women's workshop, Awaken to Your Feminine Essence. And there are women who not don't go on to another workshop with us, like a relationship workshop or Freddie guys come, you know, because they are in a place where they want to focus on the relationship with themselves and to really honor that because anything and everything emanates from that. What shows up in our life is a response, is a mirror of over here. So I just want to say that the work we are doing is equally important for the individual as the couple, because the connection to my, um, <clears throat> you know, energetic self that then reveals so much more about myself that can lead me to that fulfillment, you know, fulfillment in life, love and intimacy, not because of a partner. No, because I'm partnered with myself. I'm fulfilled within. Love that. I love that. That's so liberating to think about it that way, though. Think about it. Like anyone in our audience hearing this right now, and if they're struggling being single, you don't have to think about it being a struggle. You're just in a stage. Yeah, stop. And then you will. I, anyone who asks me, will I ever find the person in my life? Yes. Will you keep that person? It's up to you. It's up to the other person. But you got to work through these issues in order to get to where you need to be. And so that's why I'm so happy that, that that you can share today your your insight and your information with us because how important it is. And and one other thing for the audience, for everyone who is listening here, bring your focus to what you want instead staying focused on the struggle. Because when we like for me to envision over 20 years ago that I wanted to bring the beloved in and how did I want to feel? And then, of course, I go to clear the gap between where I am now, where I was struggling. Yes. But once we focus on that, then we can bridge the gap. And then, you know, my eyes are on that star and that guides me instead. Oh, I just don't know what to do. And I'm struggling with this and it's all his fault. And I feel badly treated and I never can speak up when I want it. You know, that gets embellished if I keep focusing on that. It becomes a mantra. However, exactly. Focusing on what may be possible and how may I feel when that possibility is realized because then i can connect with the love feeling and now you're vibrating energetically and higher energy. vibrational energy but it's shifting it here and shifting it there yeah mm-hmm. i love that i love so, that oh go ahead may i if i may bring in the audio book here for a moment yes please do i was gonna ask that was my next question please do oh, oh great we are on the same wavelength because that is a great way to get further into how If you're listening today, how that may look for you, because there's not only further going into depth into sexual enlightenment and what that means and what can open up, but also there are practices, there are examples from clients who had these openings. So that may be a great first step to, 
you know, get a better sense how that may look for you, what could be opened up for you, and back to that star, how you can support yourself in facing at your start with some concrete support. That's beautiful. And I think it's so important. I want to ask you this. If our audience wants to get in touch with you, I know, tell us where they can reach you. I know I have the information in our show notes, but if someone's listening to us and they're driving, they're not going to have access to that. So I always give our audience the opportunity of hearing from you directly. What would be the best way for us to reach out to you? Yeah, great. So there is our website where there's a lot of material, not only the offerings, but also, you know, podcasts and all free stuff in addition to the workshop and private program offerings. Uh, it's called tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A. So supernova, tantranova.com. That's a great way. And then our YouTube channel is a great way as well. Or just email us at tantranova at tantranova.com. Excellent. Excellent. I, I appreciate you guys coming on today. This show went fast. I, most of my interviews, they go fast. This went like really light speed. Like I think the topic was so refreshing and it really fits what I've wanted to have on the show for a while. And I think your message is so important for healing, connecting, and 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 not feeling like anything from the past really has to have an impact on the present and future. That's another sub theme I love about about what you're talking about is liberating ourselves from our own self-defeating thoughts about our sexuality and our ability to be connected to someone else. And I think it's powerful. I just want to thank our guests for coming on today. We need to have candid discussions about our sexuality and the importance of the creative power of our sexual energies is huge. Think about the untapped potential so many of us never delve into. And so I encourage you to check out tantranova.com, check out our guests and their information, the audiobook. The information is going to be in the show notes. Stay positive. Keep an open mind with this stuff. And if you feel limited, don't be. Release yourself from any limitations. Liberate yourself from self-doubt and embrace each other. Gain your longer lasting intimacy through creativity and connecting like our guests have today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.